Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Things off. Uh, yeah, uh, I've got used to it by now. So. Okay, all right. Um, oh God, well, big man, I don't know if I ever told you the story. Yeah, Shana, you're aware of the story. You're okay. So, um, when I was when we were kids, like proper kids, mm-hmm. there was this video I used to watch repeatedly, and every time I watched this video, it got Shanta in trouble. I didn't okay. know until later on why she why she got in trouble why she got in trouble for it. On the video for me. There was a film, but it wasn't a film. It was a trailer for um a, for a Jackie oh. Chan film. Oh God! Yeah, for Jackie Chan film Armor of God, which I to this day loved to love to death. Of course. And um, I would watch it repeatedly, like thinking it was a film, but obviously it was a trailer. But I didn't know the idea of a trailer. Blah blah blah. But I watched it repeatedly, repeatedly. But every time I would watch it, Shanta would get in trouble. I only found out why she would get in trouble because on that video mm-hmm. was porn. Oh. Yeah. And welcome to the well, I'm not done. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> so great. Okay. As I was saying, as I was saying, but I feel like me and Shana got gypped in that, in that whole situation because one, she was getting in trouble because I was watching it because I was porn on the, on the video. And two, yeah. I didn't see porn. So technically she shouldn't got in trouble because I never saw porn. So at the end of the day, I thought she got jipped because one, she got in trouble for something she, I didn't actually see. And two, I didn't see any porn. So I feel like I kind of messed up. I wanted to see what kind of porn it was because I, I didn't see porn until I was like 12 years old. So I wanna, I, I'm kind of curious now. What kind of porn was it? Do you know what kind of porn was it, Chantel? <laughs> yeah, I do. Because kind of- actually to extend from that story, one time you went off to the toilet and left that running just before Christmas. So... And there are friends of our, there are friends of the family uh, picking up cakes <laughs> from Pat um, in the kitchen. And when they came to the front room, there was a scene in a lift of people <laughs> having lots of sex. And I was trying to hit stop while you went to the toilet, and I got beat. <laughs> so when you said they were having sex, yeah, was it full like hardcore sex, or was it like you know like the softcore Sky movies kind of sex? No, it was hardcore sex. Aww. So we're talking more than just a couple then when you say lots of people in a lift. I mean, how big was this lift? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. How big was this lift? <laughs> What's the film called? I have so many questions! <laughs> Can I start the podcast now? Fine, start the podcast. 
Welcome to And That's Why We're Messed Up. <laughs> A title now so appropriate, it's unbelievable. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Introducing on to the left of me, uh, my brother, uh, bruv. Yo, what's up? I still want to know, I still, I still have questions, but whatever, I can't, I can't talk about it, apparently. Okay, and then the other brother to the right of me, what's up, big man? Good afternoon, or good afternoon. I'm just still curious about how big was this lift? I'm curious because okay, it was two people, but it looked like loads because there were mirrors in the lift. I cannot forget this because I got beat. I got beat so hard I had to have a nap. So I got beat into tiredness because of my brother. I got beat into tiredness, and uh, yeah, I've never really forgotten that memory. Thanks for bringing that up. And the worst thing wasn't even porn; it was a porn trailer. So hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. See, we got gypped. We got gypped. We got, we got blatantly gypped because, like, there was no communication. Because, like, no one ever told me that I couldn't watch the video because, for a certain reason. They just told me I can't watch the video. So, you know, there's communication errors on our parents' side, which is obvious, which is no problem. No, 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 which is no, no surprise there. Yeah. Two, it was a straight up. It was a factual fit. I have more well, questions. Well, <laughs> even more so, even I've got more questions now. I mean, a trailer? Who got time for you itching out trailers back then? You just see what the title was, and that was it. Uh, these are questions that I cannot answer because <laughs> I, I just can't answer it, and I'm even I'm even more scared to wonder what the topic is this week with Bruv because of that entry. <laughs> I'm scared, literally. What is the topic this week? Well, fine, 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 fine. If you want to make it all weird, whatever. Okay. Anyway, um, as we've done, this is our third pod- podcast. Um, the last, the last two, technically, we've all had a heads up of what it's about. But this one, basically, the only person who knows what it's about is me. Yep. So um, the clue was in the story I just told right at the beginning of the podcast. That's so, why I'm afraid. That's why yeah, I'm really so afraid. Today we're talking about porn. So we need to actually go and dive, delve, dive deep into the situation and find out what kind of porn are you into. I'm completely joking, by the way. It's not porn. It's not porn. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I just heard a silence, and I was like, <laughs> I, I can see. <laughs> no, no, it does. But <laughs> you know when your heart stops, like. So in week three, we're doing. Wow, podcast three, we episode three, we're doing. Fine. Okay, Four. fine. We'll say, we'll say, we'll say for the fifth one. But anyway, the, okay. The subject today is going to be, as a story told, Jackie Chan. Chan, yeah. Jackie Chan. So. Let, so Jackie Chan has played a huge part in my upbringing. Like I said, the podcast is called "Why We Why We Messed Up," and Jackie Chan's one of the main reasons why I messed up. If I'm going to be quite honest with you, um, like I said um, in the start of that story, uh, I my first introduction to Jackie Chan was that trailer, which was again Armor of God, which is by far one of my favorite films of all time when it comes to Jackie Chan, and I never actually saw the film until I was about. Gosh, eight and actually, and, and that's even that's even more of a lie. I actually see the film. I saw part two, Armor of God two, Operation Condor first. Then I saw um, Armor of God uh, maybe when I was like about ten years old. And um, as I got older, so in my teens, when I actually had access to my own money, I could and I could get my own stuff. I actually started buying my own my own um, my own videos. So I started buying Jackie Chan films, and I had a huge VCR, um, 
VHS collection of Jack Chan films. It was ridiculous of how many films I had. Because I would say I had all of them, but I was never close to having any of them as much. Well, not any of them, but having all of them. But um, and in fairness, some of them you, you we didn't need to own. Looking at you, master with crack fingers. Oh, master <clears throat> with crack fingers, bless master you. Master with crack fingers. You know, I love the fact that you brought up um, Jackie Chan because I think part part of the reason um, that I wanted to do this podcast is to kind of reach out across to a lot of people, especially in the UK, um, about geek culture, nerd stuff, and stuff from the kind of uh, British-UK perspective. And what's interesting is the more that you reach out to people, is the more you kind of find out that even though you are halfway across the road, whether you be in America or France or what have you, there are some things that kind of remain quite constant, even though you don't know it. So, like the Jackie Chan and the influence of... uh, martial arts movies on us it's huge and it's one of the huge um phenomenal things that you link up with from people around the world where you could have this memory about coming up in stuff and not realizing that across the planet in barbados or in uh saint croix or antigua or in new york or harlem or in spain that people were doing the kind of the same thing that they were getting hold of these movies and watching them and being influenced by them and just spending time and having mad stories. I mean, maybe not as mad as the porn story, but hey, I'm open <laughs> to hearing if there are any stories. <laughs> I still have questions. I still have questions. Don't you have questions, big man? The lift. You haven't got past the lift in 10 minutes. This is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but but anyway, um, I really got hardcore into Jack Chan in my teens when I was like going from secondary school to um to college, and like I started like just um looking up looking up his history or his films, what he does, what he does when he's not doing films, and a big help of that was thanks to Sis, who bought me up, who bought me a Jack Chan book. Um, which basically delved into his, um, from what happened to him when he was born to where he is now. Like, for example, the man was, um, he was almost sold into slavery because his parents couldn't afford him, which is a thing that you could do in the 50s. But yeah, that was a thing. Um, And the fact that he went from that to where he is now, it just blows my mind of how amazing he is and that he just, and how he revolutionized the film industry as a whole, not just Hong Kong cinema, I'm talking about the film industry. There are things that he's done and implemented in his films that people to this day still do in his film. Like for for example, when it comes to showing the action like with Jackie Chan, obviously with Jackie Chan, he did his, he did mo- he did all his own stunts, or most of his own stunts anyway. And when he came to when he came to the fight scenes, he he basically wanted to make sure you saw the fight scenes. So when it came to his modern action films, you always had a hu- a good view of the action scenes, a full a full bl- um full view of the one on one or five on one action scenes. Like because like with, especially nowadays with current um Hollywood films like Taken Three, for example, they love the cut. They like to like mm. hack and slash, so you don't see the stunt double and don't have a good eye, good eye for on the action. Or sometimes with uh, even with the Bourne Identity, which has a it has a really good eye for action, it does play a lot of the shaky cam. With Hong Kong action, especially Jackie Chan films, there was n- not really there wasn't any shaky channels. It was literally always eye on the action, what everyone was doing, movements, hand gestures, everything, and 
Also, do you know when you watch a film and it's um, let's see, let's say you're watching a film and you see and you see like an amazing stunt and they had it's so amazing that you do that they do like they show like three times or two times like boom, boom, boom repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jackie Chan invented that. <laughs> I'm unsurprised, <laughs> and you know I think as well another thing, and um, it may have got missed um, in our first two episodes. And what I want this to be is I want it to be a case of like, some people may be coming across this for the first time. Some people may not know who Jackie Chan is. Some people may be a bit like, I don't know where to start. This is like why we're doing this. We're doing this as a kind of call to action to say, if you don't know, this is what this means to us. And here's some resources where you can look into it yourself and explore this stuff. Because sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like when I was coming up that you were having to really kind of hunt for things and also there was a bit of judgment sometimes when you were looking up certain things, unless you were like around the right people. Mm. And it's amazing how, for example, between a lot of us, especially as like, you know, people from all over the world, from different backgrounds, how there are some similarities. So um, I'm going to take a little bit of this time to shout out to my boy, Ty, who passed away. And um, the reason I'm doing that, linking to Jackie Chan, is because uh, Ty's a rapper from South London. He did amazing music while he was around. And uh, one of the things that Ty highlighted was uh, the uh, propensity um, or the prevalence of something called farming, which is basically that um, a lot of African parents would leave um, their kids with uh, white families while they went back to Africa and studied. And so you had you have a generation of uh, young African children who have been in the UK for a really long time and stayed with white families for quite a long time. And it's kind of not dissimilar to Jackie Chan being sold into slavery. Um, when he, So there's this kind of weird thing about what we do with our children that's a bit similar. And I know it seems a bit like, oh, you're bringing the podcast down. But it's actually just highlighting some of the ways in which sometimes we feel like we're really far apart. But I do feel like we have similar stories to tell. And that's the kind of amazing thing is to think that the, could have, the things that could happen with Jackie Chan but have gone on to happen with Jackie Chan and how influential it is. Like, Jackie Chan has always been like, he's always said in any interview, you always see with him, and Bravo will attest to this, he will always talk about how he used to always watch like Charlie Chaplin and Buster, Buster Keaton, Keaton and always be like about bringing, seeing that kind of slapstick humour but also realizing that there's technicality behind it, especially like how fluid it looks, especially how amazingly just like that looks so normal. And it is really hard sometimes for things to look natural and normal. And that's the thing like we say about the shaky cam and the kind of the cut, cut, cut. But when you're seeing these stunts, I mean, I think for me with Jackie Chan, the big thing was Project A. Mm. Yeah, there are two, mm. two. There are two big influential Jackie Chan things for me. Just, just that, that, like I watch them and I have to, I have to always keep watching them. And like, so it's like I can never walk in and see Drunken Master start him and not finish it. <laughs> if Drunken Master's on, I'm gonna watch it. Wherever it's at, I'm gonna watch it because Drunken Master is my film. I absolutely love that film. Get it, find it, watch it, um, and. Project A, because when I saw some of the um, the stunts on Project A, I was like, I'm sorry, what, what? And it's the fact you're seeing it from the top, 
from a wide angle, from far away, from up close. And then it's like the whole thing of, I remember coming up, used to see all the, at Christmas and Easter, those stunt shows. And mm. they'd always have the collaboration of, and this is how Jackie Chan got injured this time. And this is how Jackie Chan got injured this time. And this is how Jackie, and you're like, I'm sorry, hole in the skull. I'm sorry. It, and it's, it's absolutely mental when you see the physicality of Jackie Chan. He's abs- and he makes it look easy. That's he makes it look right absolutely easy, and that is a skill in itself to go. Oh yeah, that's that, that's that's a piece of that's a piece of piss. Look, what gets me about it is like he kind of can't, he, like. I, would you say I'm a perfectionist? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Because I kind of get that. <laughs> kind of, I kind of get that attitude from. To be fair, from Jackie Chan, because um, like I don't know if you guys have, actually you must, you must have seen it. You remember Young Master? Oh mm-hmm. God, Young Master, yeah. Yeah, he's that's, that's the second film he ever directed, and um, there was a scene where he's, he's having a fight using a fan as a weapon. I remember that scene. Yeah. I remember that fight. Oh my God. Yeah, and uh, and part in, in part of the scene, there's literally a moment where he throws the fan and catches it. A hundred takes that took. <laughs> wow. A hundred takes. It's like there's um. It was like the the scene where you got the hole in his, in the hole in his head um, from oh, Armor of God, where he, when he jumped from the jump from the wall to the tree, he got that down after the second he he, like, he got it done after like the first the first second shot, but he wanted to kind of do it and get it better, and that's why the sixth one he fell to almost fell. fell almost to almost to his death. To his death. Almost. The phrase to his death, almost to, to his death <laughs> is featured very heavily in Jackie Chan. Like I said, anyone new who's like. I don't, is like, this is new to me, and blah, blah, blah. Or they just know Jackie Chan from something on Netflix or what have you. It's like, if it's the first time you know about Jackie Chan, that's cool, but I'd like you to stop. I'd like you to go and find Police Story, Project A, Drunken Master, and Snake in the Eagle Shadow. Find those and watch them because they are masterclasses. And I also think for myself, one of the things I liked about Jackie Chan is that his movies had women fighting. Yeah. They had women fighting. Either they would hand him his ass. Uh, Drunken Master especially um, has a really good fight scene in a market with his aunt. But he doesn't know it's his aunt until he goes home and she's sitting there drinking tea. And it's like, oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird that he was trying to kiss his cousin. Uh in that scene, to be fair, he didn't know it was his cousin, but still. To be fair, he didn't know it was his cousin, <laughs> but he comes over and it's like, oh, damn. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's that kind of. There was, I mean, it's not just Jackie Chan. There are a lot of women who feature heavily in martial arts movies. Um, and and not just making high people going, yeah, they are actually kick ass badass fighters in martial arts movies. And I think that's why I was at home with martial arts movies. I didn't feel odd. But there was something about Jackie Chan. There's something amazing about Jackie Chan and seeing him as an artist and seeing his work. Which is a not all of them are good, but that's the thing. It's that you've got to look at the whole collection. How dare you? Master with cracked fingers. It has its moments. It has its moments. I think I've got some one of the worst Jackie Chan movies. It has its moments. Do not, do not come at me. I'm coming at you. Master (laughs) with cracked fingers is an awful movie. (laughs) But it has its moments. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
A stop clock is right twice a day. Wow. Silence. Because <laughs> I, I had to think about that. I was like, what? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, isn't it? But you're like, oh my god, it is. <laughs> I've never heard that same before in my entire life. You've never like... heard a stop clock is, is right twice a day. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, big man, do you have anything to, to, to add to this? <laughs> Everyone was like, oh. that got philosophical for a second. You were, like, you were like, it's true, a stop clock is right twice a day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Big man, yeah, you're right. you, you seem very meditative on this t- today. I, I am because you know what? When you talk about Jackie Chan, I'm literally having a throwback to someone in my household, don't know who, having a VHS with it called tape or Betamax, Oof. dusting off the dust and putting it in, and everyone has gone silent because no matter how bad it was or how good it was. The minute a Jackie Chan film comes on, everyone is glued to the TV. You know, what I will say, though, is as an older Mm -hmm. cousin as I have been, the only downside is 45 minutes in, the inevitable will happen in any Jackie Chan movie, which is the younger cousins will try and copy it. Oh, yes. But how will we learn? And then, 10 minutes later, someone gets hurt, and then 5 minutes (laughs) later... Someone gets called. What's wrong? It's like, oh god. They're trying to yeah. watch they're trying to copy Jackie Jackie Chan movies. Why? I don't know. I but Ask it's a, them. It, it teaches them a lesson and then they learn from it. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they learn to do it in a more open area with padding and usually in the back garden. <laughs> and it works out less painful. Right not saying that, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying I did that. I'm just saying it's an, no, mm, I'm gonna say right. no, no. You didn't do that. I, I know what you did, and a lot of it I got beat for. But I, I know what you did, and it definitely wasn't that. Because oh, you, 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 you just, sorry, sorry. No, I'm just laughing because you've just coined it by saying doing it in the garden with open air, compared to doing it in a bedroom and roundhouse kicking the wardrobe and oh, the God. door fall off, and then you getting cuffed. So yeah, you, you're spot on outside compared to inside. For those who are listening, do not try and copy any of these stunts you will see, because you are going to fail and end up and, in hospital. And don't get caught. Yes, and if you do, <laughs> run like hell. <laughs> what? Even your younger brother, or, or in this case, your older sister. Yeah. Yeah. So they can take the beat. Okay, okay. To be be fair, I never physically or verbally blamed Shanta for anything. The parents did. Yeah, yeah. To to be fair, (laughs) everything was my goddamn fault. Uh, And even worse, they brought the movies in. On the the illicit, illicit pirate pirate VHS network where a new video would turn up every so often, every other two weeks with Uncle So and so, and then you watched it. The thing I used to hate about that is that you never knew know what you were going to get and the mm-hmm. and the combination never made sense so i do distinctly remember having like invincible armor which is not a jackie chan movie but another martial no. arts movie next to something like fame you know like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, the 80s, like, damn. <laughs> FX2 Deadly Art Evolution with Tom and Jerry. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Well, I can actually Why? see the linkage, yeah, between them two titles. How? Oh. How? How? Right, Tom and Jerry FX... Actually, wait. No, never mind. Take it back. <laughs> yeah, you're seeing it now, innit? <laughs> yeah, never mind. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, I'll take it back. Okay. But, okay, fine. You, you, you're going to back that one. How about, like, recordings of Manimal? <laughs> quite good. <laughs> it was, it was quite good, wasn't it? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Manimal Karate Kid. Like, yeah, I, was like, I, actually remember, I actually remember the episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember we used to watch, I used to watch Karate Kid and it would go straight into Manimal. Oh, what's this? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching, watching Manimal. And you know that, that, what that was? Usually then it's like, I've got half an hour on the end of this tape here. So yeah, I'm going to leave that in. That's what happens. That will go, I'm going to leave that in to record the film. And that's what's going to happen. That's basically what happens. Is that you had half an hour, 45 minutes left of free tape. So they make you record something off the TV for them to watch. So you get oh. wonderful collections like A Nightmare on Elm Street with the Thornbirds. It's like... <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> I'm actually having a throwback. I will go in. <laughs> Everyone's like that, like, what man? Yeah, you know what? I'd love to hear from people. I would love to hear from people. Um, send you the vendors at gmail.com. I would love to hear from people and hear what is the matter selection that you had on VHSs back in the day. If you could be Thornbirds and Nightmare on Elm Street, I'd, I'd love to hear that. That's sent you to vendors at gmail.com because we have actually hyped the fact that we do actually have an email address. Exactly. What were you saying, Big Man? You said you, 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 you had a combo. Oh, God, yeah, I, I, I had a combo. Like, this combo, yeah. Oh, dear. It oh, was God. Evil Dead, Shock Horror. Mm-hmm. Followed by Thunderbirds, the movie. Okay, are we talking about the, the live-action movie or the puppet movie? The puppet movie. One with Cliff Richards. The puppet Sorry, movie. Evil Dead. Evil, evil Dead. And Thunderbirds. And Thunderbirds. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'm not seeing the connection. I can't wow, lie. no. Yeah. No. I mean, well, puppets can be scary at times, but, you know, I'm not saying, but I don't, mm, that's just personal preference, I guess. No. <laughs> yeah, you see, no. there are many films now I'm, I'm visualising that had some bizarre linkage to it. We've had no linkage to it, but it's just... See, I think you're, you're, trying, to be, you're trying to be nice. It's not. It's not linkage. It's like this is a three-hour cassette, as as the opposite. <laughs> <say. laughs> it's a three-hour cassette. So this film, this film is one hour. You know, is one hour fifteen. So the next film has to be for the three-hour cassette. And God help us on long play. See people that oh be like, oh my God, long play, play, no. God. Right for those oh. who don't know, right. VHS, video cassette recorders, <laughs> right? <laughs> you could even have them as short. You could have a standard video cassette recorder that used to be default was short play. So that meant that basically you could record about three hours, two to three hours of something. If you had a cassette recorder that you could do long play, it basically extended the life by another, what, three hours? Yeah. But the only problem was they were more prone to getting chewed up in the machine. So, for example, uh, 
I would love to record like bloody. I, I think I actually started recording Jason Will Warriors for a long. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna get six hours of it. Yeah, I've got to about four in it. The thing just chewed up in the machine. I'm saying, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the worst thing, the worst thing I remember happening with, with videos, is the fact that when my brother, bro, when you went to Texas and you recorded loads of stuff off TV and I brought did. it back. Yeah, you bought you bought like that because that is how I first found out about Galaxy High was when you went to Texas with Pops and brought a cassette back. The problem was though is that obviously we didn't know about regions. Region lock. <laughs> so there's a region lock. So we had to kind of fast forward it to see what it was. <laughs> and that's oh, when I first saw, yeah that's when I first saw uh, like because you were talking about all these cartoons that you saw and I was like what are you talking about i think like a year later most of them came to like to uk tv in some way shape or form you know like 6 40 in the morning 5 22 on on, <laughs> on itv or something stupid but um yeah what a time whereas now mm. now we've got to just check what what region it is but yeah back in the day mm-mm. region lock short play long play oh God. i'm officially old because i haven't heard that term in a very very long time Oh, what's that? And don't need the don't don't need the video cassette on top of the video recorder. Oh, oh well. On a side <laughs> note, if you want to see some of the, if you ever wanted to see some of the greatest whoopings of my ass as a child, that was the reason for it. Don't yeah, don't leave don't leave the video because people, obviously the videotape uses magnets. So <laughs> if you leave the video cassette on top of the video cassette recorder. Uh, basically, uh, the magnets will wipe the uh, whatever is stored on the video. So uh, that was joyous. I never ever ever do that on a video shop. Uh, video shop. Lord uh, have mercy. Loading. Yep. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> Woo! You Woo! saying that? I have got a side note of a funny story. There was a time in my early childhood. Is it? I was... Is it? A, oh God! Is it a porn story? I've got to check with you two now because. Right. Okay. 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 Time out. Okay. Time out. Okay. Time out. One. My story wasn't a porn story. My story was a story about porn. All right. Porn story. Okay. Okay. So. Carry on. I Now. My granddad was a legendary fan of action films. His collection was second to none. Massive Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee and any. Man, that basically can put your foot up in the air. That he was a fan of them. He, you can t- he would turn around and tell you that he's seen all their films, but probably the one film he's just watched multiple times. Now, this incident is a classic. Many many moons ago, he had, I believe, it was a Operation Condor on VHS, Scotch. So this is how far we're going back. <coughs> so straight away, now at this point, on the side note, I was actually getting into chess and playing a lot of it. And he said to me, Warren, there's a film after Operation Condor, which I recorded, called Night Moves. So I thought that film was about chess. Well, let's just say I was proved horribly wrong. And the awful thing I... Yeah. What? I'm scared to ask what Night Moves is. I'm Googling it one second. (laughs) I would have said... If you're intrigued, just Google the film Night Moves, yeah, because... Okay, wait, is that a film with Gregory, uh, Gregory Hines in it? <laughs> oh, no. 
no. It's important, isn't it? No. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm going to have to Google it. Come on. What is it? Help. I can't, I can't find it. Right. The story was, right, this film called Night Moves was made, I believe, in 1992. Uh, okay, because I've seen one for Gene Hackman. Are you showing that film? No. Oh, God. Now, it starred Christopher Lambert at the time. Oh, that film! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Now, like I said, he told me what the film was about chess, so... Me being a oh, young... I have seen this on Sky. <laughs> yes. I have. I have seen this on Sky. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Please continue your story. Yeah, please carry on. Right. With Christopher Lambert, Diane Lane, and Tom Skerritt. Yeah. So, film starts. I was like, okay. Film about chest and raw. A woman is violently murdered. Okay. Continued on watching, and then all of a sudden, now, many people who had VHS tapes back in the day would know that editing is a masterstroke. Or in my yeah. case, was proved so horribly wrong, started watching Night Moves, and the film changed very quickly into another Jackie Chan film. I then turned and said to my granddad, minutes later, the film changed. For me to be cast, saying, what kind of idiot am I? There's something wrong with me because clearly that didn't happen. So I said, okay, look at the tape yourself. We then discovered that set tape he was watching was the wrong tape. He then realized that he lent the tape to his brother and his brother took the tape and gave him a completely different one. So oh. yes, yeah, so there's a bigger conclusion to this story. While he said, okay, you can see him watching this Jackie Chan film, I can't remember what film it was at the time, the film changed again. So what only I can describe, well, as a time, at the time, I had no idea what I was watching, but it was a film about a girl called Debbie. Oh, does she do Dallas? Bingo. <laughs> oh. I, I got that really fast. I'm actually quite ashamed of myself a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> wow. The worst okay. part... How do I explain oh, that no. to my grandmother? He walks wow. in and sees me, face literally lodged into the TV, looking at some naked girl. And the cussing that I got, I can hear it to this day. You think you're some type of pervert. You think you're a big man. Well, I was 10 at the time. But still. <laughs> and your nickname is, years later, what's your, name? What's your nickname again? <laughs> Yeah, Big man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? Oh, sorry, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, it's just a lesson to be learned. No matter how much we loved action films and Japanese and all the action movies back then on VHS, if it had a handwritten title that a member of your family wrote on it to say what the title was, rest assured, it probably wasn't going to be that film in the end. <laughs> Proceed with caution. Definitely. Yes. You know what, just think about something though, because I yeah. know that like, a lot of other people will probably, probably say that like, Bruce Lee is the person that they think of when they think of martial arts movies and what have you. Yeah. And I know obviously the, um, what Bruce Lee did and was trying to do obviously, you know, continues throughout the mainstream. So why would you, bruv, rate Jackie Chan higher than Bruce Lee? 
because Jackie Chan put a smile on my face more than Jack Bruce Lee did. Bruce Lee will mm. all hands down be the man who revolutionized Hong Kong cinema and action in cinema for me. And martial and mixed martial arts to be honest. He was one who probably wanted to be one of the first original mixed martial artists. Mm. Um but he it was always serious. He like it was all it was always serious and like Jackie Chan in most of his films taught him taught taught me to laugh in serious situations. I mean, grow in real life, serious, if you're in a situation like, you're not laughing, you're like, oh my God, run! What am I going to do? Help me, help me! But in those situations, you can take your, you can take yourself out of it and just laugh at it because and because he, he made it just look so easy and he was having, you can tell he was having fun with it. It was always yeah. just, I mean, like, in the, early, in the early days of his career, they were, when, Jack, when Bruce Lee passed away, all they could do was try and look for a new Bruce, Bruce Lee. And that's what Jackie Chan was yeah. brought in as originally. He was brought in as new Bruce Lee. And it just wasn't him. Mm. Like, um, the, 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 the guy, the company he worked for was the old company that Bruce Lee worked for. And he, dealt, and he worked with um, the main director, Lo Wei, who mm. just just wanted to get the new, next Bruce Lee. Hence why one of Jackie Chan's first films in the action genre was Fist of Fury 2. And... Yeah. It was just it, it just didn't work because it wasn't who Jackie Chan was, and when he um, was put on loan and started working with a gentleman known as Yun Wu Ping, if you don't know the who master. that name, <laughs> to people who don't know who that name is, <laughs> Yun Wu Ping is um, probably one of the best fight choreographers in the game, one of the yep. best um, kung fu directors in the game. He yep. did the fight choreography for Mike Matrix, Crash yep. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yep. so on and so forth. He um, the first you do he refer worked, to him as the master. You the master. Do the... Refer to him as the master. That's it. The, that's it. Master Yubin fir- Pen. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the first film him and Jackie Chan worked on was Snake and Eagle Shadow, and that's where Jackie Chan uh-huh. integrated his action comedy aspect to his to his career, and then followed up with Drunken Master, which was which is you know we, this, this, uh-huh. what needs to be said about Drunken Master. And that's they call me Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot. <laughs> I don't even rest... know, like, sorry, sorry to cut, to cut you, bro. But, like, I think the thing about, like, modern, like, now, we like, with the dubbing, I just sometimes think the only thing kind of lost is that original dub, where mm. the, the, U, like, the US slash UK dub on it did such drama. Hey, Thunderfoot. It's like, why? He just walked in. <laughs> He just walked in. He just took a tea. That's it. He literally walked in. Thunderfoot. Hey, I want to find your master. I think that's why I like watching the um, the the, um, the Yakuza games um, be played because they have that same sensibility. But someone walks in and they do this nuance. It's like ah, ah, ah. it's like no, oh, just no, it's, it's, it's not. It's like, it's, that's, that's, one, that's one thing that you find in most Japanese film, anime, anything. It's always like, it's like it, just, it just escalates so fast. It's, it's like, so quickly. It's like, it starts to come. It's like, it's like, it's like it'd be like, are you and me talking? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get some chicken, go down the road, and then I'm going to cook it hard. Yeah. Like, gonna... <laughs> Give me a bucket, bucket now. <laughs> that's why it's a love. Is like when you like when they have the fight scenes, and the... <laughs> ah, two minutes later, ah, like, it's like, oh, I think that hurt. Guys, did that? Did that really hurt? I think he's dead. <laughs> Are you dead? 
I'm really I'm glad. And I think one of the amazing things about Jackie Chan is the fact, like, just when you kind of got used to him in the setting, like, you know, the drunken master and stuff, and then he starts working with Samo. Oh. And... <laughs> Yumbio. And, and Yumbio. And it's like seeing... I think it's one thing to see somebody, like, become something really great and their style evolve and the way that they do movies evolve. But then to get two people, and Samo, you know, real talk, Samo's a big guy. And mm-hmm. then, you know, so you're thinking, this is, so he, and Samo already knows that. So you're aware of it, and you're thinking, no, this is going to be joking. And then you see him do some serious, like, did he just do a backflip? Yes, yeah. they did. And how they play off each other. Honestly, like, and I, and I remember thinking, brothers, you introduced me um, to that, that set of, those sets of movies. <laughs> um, that was just, oh my God, which is the one on the roller skates? Um, that is Winners and Spinners. <laughs> Winners and Spinners. Winners and Spinners. And oh, some Oh My Lucky Stars? Yeah, My Lucky Stars. My Lucky Stars. Oh, my, my God. My Lucky Stars. Um, 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 twinkle Twinkle Lucky Star. Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars. Um, Wheels on Mills. Yeah, Wheels on Mills. Yeah. Classic. Dra- Dragons, Dragons Forever was the last ones they, the last ones they did um, uh, together. What's and... the really sad one that I couldn't oh, watch? Ha- um, oh, oh, Heart of a Dragon. That was just, that was just hitting oh. Samo. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Samo played a um, a mentally disabled um, older brother and Jackie Chan was his younger brother. Jackie Chan was his younger brother, yeah. I remember that. It got quite real. It got really quite real. Really quickly. And I was like, bruv, where's the humour? Because I'm not not laughing. This is not funny. And I think I said to you, yeah, we're not watching that again. Well, I'm not. I've only watched that film film twice in my entire life and I was like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I can't. yeah, so um, yeah, Sam. Um, you, you bring up um, you bring up Samo and Yumbia. Um, obviously, all f- um, all three of those guys actually grew up together. In the, they went yeah. to the same um, school, the Peking Opera School. Um, and they also um, actually they had a group um, other than other than just the three of them. There was um, seven of them all together. Actually, technically, there was eight of them. Um, they're referred to as the Seven Fortunes. Um, let's see. I know. F- See, two of them you'll be aware of um, mm. when it comes to their actual work. So one of them, obviously, Samo, Jackie Chan, Yunbio. The other yeah. one is um, Yung Wa, who was the landlord in Kung Fu Hustle, and he played. Yeah. Um, he played. He's played multiple bad guys in a lot of their films. Oh. Um, uh, People, if you have not seen, if you don't know about Stephen Chow, if you don't know about Stephen Chow, stop the podcast right down now. No, that rhymed. No, stop no. It. no. Stop it. Stop <laughs> okay. it. Um, I'm telling you right now that I think um, Amazon uh, is doing, has Shaolin Soccer on there. Watch Shaolin Soccer. Then you watch Kung Fu Hustle. And <laughs> honestly, then you put the podcast back on and say thank you. <laughs> honestly, I um, watching, I felt teary when I watched Kung Fu Hustle because I've watched Shaolin Soccer and uh, and that was funny, um, but then I watched Kung Fu Hustle, and seeing watching martial arts from a kid, watching martial arts every Saturday from a five from being five years old, and watching that through, and seeing where it went, and watching Jackie Chan, Samo, Young Bao, Jet Li, Michelle Yao, you know, hey, shout out to Cynthia Rothrock every damn time. We know this. Yeah, um, yeah. surprise. 
hell, shout out to China O'Brien, um, to see that become what it was and go, oh, okay, and you and you you know it's getting older, you know it's changing, and then you saw Kung Fu Hustle, which is kind of like an homage to all that stuff you grew up with, with a current flavor, and it was with that slapstick, with that love and the respect, because. That's when you start to watch, when you watch Kung Fu Hustle, you realize that a lot of the people in Kung Fu Hustle are old school martial artists. They've come up in the game. They've, they, you'll see their faces everywhere. And it was almost like Kung Fu Hustle was Stephen Chow saying, I want to give respect to you guys. So, and when you watch it, you are sitting there, you're laughing, you're cringing, you're everything. And it just was like, if this is the last martial art movie that I'm ever going to watch, I'm glad it's this because it was just so well done. And if you don't know, get to know. I beg you, watch it and enjoy it. Kung Fu Hustle is amazing. <laughs> that the opening beginning of that just gets me every single time. Mm. It's just so good. And like yeah. I, said, I love the fact that it's, it's that whole thing. It's the thing you're familiar with. Because, and I think, in, in it's, it's, I think it's like funny, you get to a point where you can see how things have developed like, like I watch Dragon Ball Z not often, but occasionally I hear stuff. I'm like, this is literally old school martial arts stuff. And this is just literally old school martial arts, but being done with the whole thing about leveling up and what that means and what that is. Because a lot of it, especially martial arts, is a journey to get better. Most, most of them are like, I'm rubbish. You killed my teacher. I want to get better so I can kill you because you killed my teacher. Or... What is this style? What is this unique style that I was told about that I need to learn to be the best and want to be the best? And I just, I love to see that. I think that's something I appreciate um, with getting older is watching that stuff, looking back on that stuff and looking at the influence. Because the, the Jackie Chan influence, like now you've said it, it's like, oh my God, yeah. Without Jackie Chan, a lot of this stuff wouldn't, wouldn't be there or wouldn't happen. And like, if you want to see the influence of Jackie Chan in action, for example, um, on a person, here is something that I'd recommend someone do. Watch Hot Fuzz. Watch Hot Fuzz, take it in and watch the last fight. End watch fu Hot Fuzz and then go and watch Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> and look at the fights. And that is what happens when the Jackie Chan stunt team gets a hold of you and goes, okay, that was cool what you were trying to do, but now we're going to show you how we do it. And compare the fight in, you know, with short, with Simon Pegg um, and like, you know, Tim's in often, the supermarket and all that. Just compare it all, compare, you know, and I've got nothing but love for Edgar Wright. Okay, I've got nothing but love for Edgar Wright. But the fight scenes in Hot Fuzz are not great. They are okay, but they're not great. Look at Scott Pilgrim and you go, Oh, okay. You go, oh, they're different films. It's like, yeah, they are different films, but it's the same consistent director who has got some knowledge from one of the great stunt teams. Yeah, because what, um, what she was, what she was referring to, um, Edgar Wright got a gentleman in called Brad Allen who um, was trained by um, Jackie Chan when it comes to stunt choreography. Um, he was actually one of the one of the first Westerners to be on the Jackie Chan stunt team, actually, mm. and um, yeah, he he actually trained with Jet Li as well. He actually went to the same Wushu school that Jet Li did. So, um, so you got that knowledge tied in with Jackie Chan's um, stunt know-how into that film. So that's what. Yeah. Chan, so that's what. So that's what. Like, yeah, his um, Jackie Chan's influence has spread far and wide. He is. Yep. Yes, he is the man. And, and another you see it. 
And I was gonna say another thing before um um trying to we went, we went on a tangent on getting confused oh. getting distracted on what we usually do. Um <laughs> and one of the other fortunes I was gonna recommend um is a guy who's very close to, like Shanta when Shanta probably won't remember his name, but he probably you probably will remember a film he did for us. It's a gentleman called um Corey Yun. And um he directed um, a film called No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> now, no Retreat, No Surrender is an 80s oh, action film. An which 80s is, classic. Yeah, action which um, had um, one it, of them, um, had um, Jean-Claude Van Damme's um, debut. It is indeed. Um, and it's a terrible film, but we love it awful. so much. Absolutely yeah, terrible. It's an we'll, awful film. We will never but recommend also, it on merit. <laughs> It, no, no, it's the merits are all. There are no merits to be had in that film, <laughs> but it's once again an example of the fascination of the endearing legacy of Bruce Lee, because mm. the the and the, you know I've got to say it from now, if you're getting into martial arts movies for the first time, you will or you're, you're revisiting, you will hit a point around the 80s after the death of Bruce Lee, where they find where they find a way to have. And it does tend to be purely white martial artists be influenced by a Bruce Lee ghost. Yeah, that happens. That happens from time to time. He, he did that, that a lot. That then also went on to become, okay, he's dead now. We have to find a way that white uh, martial artists are influenced by the ghost of, or possessed by the ghost of a ninja, a samurai, a bushido. This happens for a lot. And if you want to see one of the, uh, uh, oh God, what's it called? There's, there's an example. I can't remember. Ninja Gaiden? Not Ninja Gaiden. There's a film with a young girl who gets possessed by the, by the spirit of a, of, a, um, of, a, of a ninja. And it's honestly one of the most painful things to watch. Uh, because she gets possessed and does uh, apparent ninja, ninja terminate, um, assassinations in grey. It's hilarious. Uh, I'm going to find the name of what it is because it is one of the most painful films I've ever watched in my life. But it's just this kind of um, it's, a, it's kind of like fascination with that cinema. And people are like, well, how do we how do we incorporate? Oh, I know. They found the uh, they found uh, the belt buckle of uh, Bruce Lee and it came back to America and it was given to a guy who ends up teaching a guy who ends up saving a woman from a place called Seven Heaven. And that guy is Bruce Leroy. And that guy, and it just goes Aww. on and on and on. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, the film is called The Last Dragon. Produced by Barry Gordy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> feel the rhythm of the night. oh my God. Oh my God. The Last Dragon, which features, is honestly right, it's not aged well. Uh, nope. Not at all. Um, but it's once again that it's it's like one of the first kind of films to try and acknowledge that a lot of like black people liked martial arts stuff. It just went about it in the wrong way. No, it was the right and way it, for the time. And the word, the bad thing is when you when you say who's on the soundtrack, you go what? We like Steve Wonder's on the soundtrack. What? The barges on the soundtrack. What? These are heavy ah. hitters at the time, and you're like, oh my god. And then you see it. And then you're like, wait, why is the main protagonist wearing American football gear? Because he's shown belt? enough. And, con and, con and Converse. Because he's shown enough. Forget, kiss my Converse. 
And may, like, my man, may, may he rest in peace. July is carry three. May you rest in peace, man. <laughs> show me. And I, like I, a fish. <laughs> I think. I think. Them. I think. And I think the thing is, I think what they were trying to do is keep that weird comedy going without it being serious. That's yeah. why I kind of respect Cynthia Rothrock so much because she was like, she went and was like, no, 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 I don't want to be a send up. I don't want to be a send up of of Chinese and Japanese culture. I don't want to be a send up. I want to do it. And I want to do it properly, and I want to work with the same people that I admire. I want to work with them. I want to work with anyone who they've worked with and do it properly, not in some weird kind of of mashup of 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 cultures for a laugh or for something cheap. No worries. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's okay. What is it? She's still on Instagram. She's still on Instagram. Any of our listeners out there, we have a challenge, yeah? If you are able to find a copy of China O'Brien, please oh let us know. I'm pretty sure oh you can God. find one right, okay, I bet you can find one right now. Let's have a look. Give me a second. Let's see. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, give me more than a second. My phone's going slow. Okay. China? Uh-uh. Oh, Brian. Yeah, no. Okay, no. You're t- okay, you're, you're taking the piss of the price. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I've just found it, and the, the, the funny thing is, I've seen the word VHS, yeah, right next to it. So, see, see, I, found, I've, I found now, like, on, on Amazon, that you can buy the um, a double a double DVD of one and two How for twenty one pounds ninety eight. What? Oh my god, guys, I found what the film is called with the girl I was talking about. It's called Ninja 3 Domination. It's from 1984. You sure that's yeah, not the lift movie? Yeah, that's not the lift movie. That, that changed the sound like a poem, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, Ninja 3 Domination. I'm going to send you like, the trailer just, just for uh, shits and gigs so you can see this madness. Yeah. Okay, B-Man, I found a five DVD box set or five DVD disc set for seventeen pounds ninety-five. You paid? Um, that's up-to-date prices, man. I'm talking uh, about a five. You... <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that's not what you said. You didn't say. Yeah, exactly. You said you wanted to find it like it was. Rare. And you get five. You get. You get, you get five films. You get undefeated. On, oh, wait, it's not trying to drop Brian on this one. Then I take it back. Right. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I think I found it. In fact, yes, I found it. The uh, Hong Kong Boulevard collection of China O'Brien and China O'Brien 2. That's £7.49. There you go. Fine, you've done it. You've already done it. There you go. Done. Buy it. Let's watch it together. <laughs> In fact, you know what? I think that might... Hang on. No, you know what? I think... Coming yeah, from no, what? I think, Illegal I think, Kentucky. Raw. I think post... I think post... Uh, post uh, lockdown, mm-hmm. I'm recommending... I'm recommending film night. We're going to watch... We're going to watch... Uh, one Jackie Chan movie. We're gonna watch Ninja Three Domination and China O'Brien. <laughs> okay, remember, okay, just so, just so you know, remember we last time we watched a bad film, it ended at night, so we need to be careful how oh, bad wow. this film is. But remember, we actually, we actually actually we have put in rules. If it gets too bad, we can just say stop. So, That's yeah. it. Yeah, the, yeah. Remember the rules are after that night that mm. if it gets too bad, we tap out. Yeah. But China O'Brien ain't bad. No, it's just it's just bad when it, when it does the sun double change. At the same time, it gets bad, but it's all good. Her skills are still good. Her skills are still good. It is. It is still good. Um, it's the thing. It's amazing to think to, to think of all of the influence of Jackie Chan and how it's still being felt to this day. Mm. 
I, I think, I don't know about you, do you still find it weird when he does serious stuff? No, because, oh. because, the thing, okay, one, what, see, what everyone, what, everything, I'm getting excited, uh. I'm getting annoyed. Okay, no, what got, what annoyed me back in the day um, is that when I, when I, like, praised my love for Jackie Chan and how awesome he was, everyone would go on, like, he's not an actor, he's a stuntman. And I was like, that's, well, that's, no, that's he, he's an that's actor, bullshit, he's a director, sorry. he's a producer, he's a stuntman, and he's a, a world-class singer as well. He's won awards for that as well. But um, I'm sorry, like, if we want examples of stunt people, the, the, the twins in The Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't. They're not actors. They were. They're, they're definitely, not actors. They're, they're they just do stunts. Okay, yeah. that that's it. Sorry, but that's it. Mm. And DIY shows on ITV. That's what you do. <laughs> no shade. It's facts. Mm-hmm. But Jackie like, Chan when... is not. See, even I'm offended. Now. I'm like, excuse mm. me. Yeah, my exactly. Yeah, the fact, the fact the fact of the matter is, like, one. If you okay, if you if you put Jackie Chan in a serious, a serious, Western base film then maybe it won't translate well but if you put him to films in his for his country for example there's a I think the first serious film i saw jackie chan do was a film called crime story which was actually based on a true story it yeah like, it, be- it barely had any laugh. i'm thinking actually if i'm on the honest, it had no laughs it was just nothing but non-stop serious a serious like hard-boiled cop action film and mm. it was done well he was amazing like one thing people seem to like, like jackie chan can cry on cue when he needs to. He can cry on cue like that. He's awesome at doing that. And I think the only time we actually saw it done, his his serious acting skills come to the, um, come to us was um, in the most recent film he did. For, actually, what was it called? Um, was that the one where his daughter died? Yeah, Foreigner. Yeah. Foreigner. Is that one with yeah. Pierce Brosnan, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he he was doing. He was like. That film was amazing. That film was awesome. Like, I, like if any, there's two versions of that film. If I'm going to be honest, there's a film, there's a version yeah. of that that's on Netflix, which is heavily cut. I must add, and then there's a Chinese version of it. With um, mm-hmm. the, the, the the difference when I say it's heavily cut, it's like in um the the Netflix version, or the I would say the the UK version, they yeah. they cut a quite a bit of the fight, the fight scenes. Yeah, and they concentrate more on the um, European cast. So that's that's. One thing that's one thing they do heavily in that version. When it comes to um, the, the Hong Kong version, the Chinese version, you get a really good fight scene between um, Jackie Chan and the nephew Rory, and um, you get a bit more action in it. So a bit more like it doesn't really take away from the drama or the seriousness of the film. But mm. it, I, I'm biased though. I, I, I want to see Jackie Chan kick some ass, and he kicks some ass in, in this in mm. this film. And again, he does the serious nature of the film justice he does it so well he plays a really tortured soul when he lost his daughter he does he goes after or, or cho chang oh it's cho chang mm. oh cho <laughs> chang but um yeah i would definitely recommend that if you want to see jackie chan d series if you wanted to see, um he actually did another one which which was he, which he didn't really fight at all um uh oh, i think that's called the shin the shinjuku incident I think oh the called. shinjuku in- incident yeah Awesome. Yeah. He was he was yeah. on point in that. There's a, a version of this. There was a version of the um, police story films he did like in 2000 and something, which was which was which was again. I didn't laugh once. It was too serious to laugh at that. And mm-hmm. it, it did it, he, he, he did it justice. He he's an actor. End of story. He is a performer in all facets of the, the of the of the of the of the cinema. So I don't. So when you say he's not, he's just he's not actually a stuntman. Kiss my ass. Come at me. Prove me wrong. But then, 
But then you know what? I think that is something that happens with a lot of films or a lot of genres that aren't strictly Hollywood. Mm. I think that what happened with a lot of martial arts films is they thought this is the formula without understanding why that exists, why it is the way it is, and why it operates in that way. Because these are some really old stories that are being told. You know, the Wushu and, you know, it has a, has such a rich history and there's a set of stories that need that, that are being told in certain ways for that. And seeing them done live, it's, it's like a, duh, of course. But to Western audiences, they're a bit like, oh, it's all the same. And it's like, no, it's not. There's a difference in the performances of a young Jackie Chan and a young Jet Li. There's differences in the performances between, you know, Samo and Yan Bio. And there are subtleties and nuances that sometimes get lost. And people don't, I think, appreciate that about us. So I can see why they would. I think it's easier to go, oh, he's just a, he's just a stunt guy. And it's <laughs> like, No. Just like Zoe Bell is not just a stunt woman, shout out to Zoe Bell. She's not just a stunt woman. She's an intelligent woman who does stunts, but she knows how to do herself. And she is not only amazing with body work, she's amazing with car work, which mm. takes skill. Because any stunt woman's like, you can do this, but do both. And to say that, you know, Jackie Chan has done so much over so, over so long as well. And, you know, that's why, like, if you're going to put it down to, oh, he's just Jackie Chan in Cannibal Run 2 and Shanghai Nights, it's like, <laughs> no, that was just easy money. There is subtleties and nuances, and you can see a lot of the influence throughout. To be if fair, anything, what? Sorry? Oh, go on, go on, go on, go on. And if anything, I think the thing I like is, is the fact that without Jackie Chan and without a lot of those original guys showing not only those stories that the traditional martial arts stories, but different stories like, you know, Lucky Stars and everything like that, because it then led seamlessly into the stuff with into the killer and, you know, God of Gamblers and, the, you know, the, the big Chow Yun Fat, John Woo era. You can see where it's come from. If you look at it all, you go, all oh, right, I can see how, I can see what's happening. I can see where. And also then shone the light to go, no, you just think it's all stunt people and, and martial arts movies. It's, it's not. There are some really great stories to be told. You mentioned you mentioned, John, see, you mentioned John Woo, um, mm. Jackie Chan. Fact: the first film he was a stunt coordinator on was a John Woo film. The Circle of Life, man. Wow, Kong, a Kung Fu like... film called The Hand of Death, and he actually was he actually was in the film as well as an actor. But he was also a stunt wow. coordinator. So yeah, there you go. And, and this is this is this is why once again I'm glad I'm doing this podcast with y'all because between <laughs> us we have such knowledge and lots of people probably like might be like what are you talking about right once again homework for y'all you know if you haven't seen god of gamblers watch god of gamblers you haven't seen the killer watch the killer you haven't seen that the john woo films with chow young fat in his butt kicking heyday that's a treat that's an absolute treat so one of the things I used to love about Channel 4 was highlighting all of this stuff that you didn't know. <clears throat> Watch it. Because they're amazing things. Because just when you start, and I think I liked about that era is like, just when you thought you got your head around things, you went, oh, no. And then without that, if I kind of went, okay, yes, there's Hong Kong stuff, but there's also stuff from Korea. There's also stuff from Japan. It's all over. So it's like everyone's got stories to tell with different influences. And then you get into the horror as well. Then you can get into action. Then you get into, oh, um, Ong Bak, 
um, with Tony with Tony Yar, you start to get the flavour of how it's not just one story. Mm. And I do kind of credit a lot of that opening up of that with Jackie Chan. With the master, with you know Michelle Yao, shout out to Michelle Yao all every time, um, mm-hmm. and Ji Zhang as well. These pe- the the people who really like pushed you know their experiences and their stories to the forefront, so we could see, you know, that we can all sit down in a cinema and we can be in the US, the UK, wherever. I mean, watching these stories, we've been influenced by these stories, these amazing skills on display. I mean, and the injuries. Doesn't Jackie Chan have like the highest amount of injuries on a on a set? I have a list. Like, One Guinness, second. Okay, Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, yes, he does. Let's see. I go through a list of some of them. Okay, so Lee <laughs> Story One. Um, there was a, it was a stunt where he was thrown from a little ledge in, into a wood display. Low spine Patrick damage. Oh, no, no, that was damage, spine yeah. damage. Please um, story three. Um, he um, the train. He was hanging off a side. He was hanging on a, a bar, and the train hit him on the way going past. Um, dislocated shoulder. Please story two. He got a really big cut on his uh, cut on his um, head when he um, when um, let's see if I'm mistaken when a chair was thrown and hit him on the back of the head. Armor mm-hmm. of God two. He fractured fractured a chest his chest bone from a fall. Um, Project A, um, when he fell through from the from the canopy from from the clock tower through the canopy through, um, seven different times. Um, mm-hmm. Lower back damage, armor of God, the head wound almost killed him. Um, <laughs> and, in, <laughs> and in armor of God, you'll you'll actually see that his haircut is different because at one yes. point they literally did it up to the accident. And then he had to come back six months later and do it. And he literally goes into a building with one haircut and comes out of a building with a completely different haircut. Yeah, well, to be fair, no, it's, actually, it's, it's, it's worse than that, to be fair. Um, like, if you watch this... Okay, so that's, again, the stunt he, he, um, he did was from jumping from a, from a wall to a tree branch. And if you watch it, he jumps from the wall to a tree branch, goes down a hill, and when he comes down the hill, his hair's grown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love um, it. yeah, I love that's it. that's that's editing that space. That's, that's one of the things I loved about them the old um, the old school um, Hong Kong films. It's like um, I remember watching um, Wheels or Mills. Um, was it Wheels or Mills or was it Oh my God? I think it was, it was Wheels or Mills where because uh, um, those two have um, major car chase scenes and there was a scene yeah, where um, um, when the, yeah it was Wheels or Mills where the van takes a takes a bit of damage at the front. And it mm. just disappears instantly. It's like, oh, it fixed itself. Wow, yeah. <laughs> the, the car can heal itself. Like, and like, like, it's like it's a silly little thing. But back in the day, obviously they had they had they had, they had a certain amount of cars they could use because um, Jack Chan has I think he's, to this day he still has to deal with Mitsubishi. So um, yeah, so they, they had all these cars that access. So obviously they didn't want to co- go through go through the um, go through the um, film with a broken car. So you know. Yeah. yeah, and also time, because a lot of times those guys were like, we are only going to do this, we are only going to take this amount of months on film. That's it. So it's like, I don't care, replace the car. And it's like, right, oh, oh, okay, right. Haircuts, don't care. Action. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> right. I, think, I think we should end this now. Yeah, well, uh, thank you, yeah. bruv, uh, for your window into uh, Jackie Chan. I think, if anything, out of the ones we've done, I think this is the one where 
we have given people a lot of homework if this is their first time, or even if it's not, you've given a lot of homework. So, like I said, uh, please email us at sentjudesavengers at gmail.com with um, before... your very weird VCR uh, combinations. Okay. Sorry, and before, before, yeah, before we go and turn it, I want us each to recommend at least three Jack Chan films to the audience. Okay. Uh, my three are going to be Drunken Master, because of course. Um, oh, three. Three. Damn. Um, okay, I'm going to Drunken Master. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do Snake in the Equal Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it old school and um, I'm going to say Project A <clears throat> okay. Big man. Project A those are my three. Oh well you've I'm going to say Project A anyway that's, that's <laughs> a given I would actually say you know what uh, Armour of God 2 Operation Condor nice but for those to be fair many people have seen the rush hours and it will be later works but I would actually say if you can find the uncut foreigner Definitely check that out for some of these serious stuff as well. Mm. Cool. How about right. you? I will. Um, let's see. So when it comes to old school, I will recommend his first directed film. He first one he directed, um, Phyllis Hyena. I would. Or, I'll recommend that. Oh my god, that. Phyllis Hyena! Yes. Yeah, that was, the first, that was the first one he ever directed, and it's just I've, it's just one of his best old school films. I'll definitely recommend. Mm. For real. Oh, um. I would recommend for the best, and I mean the best boss fight, as I call them, end boss fight, Drunken Master Two or Two, Legend of the yeah. Drun- Legend of Drunken Master. He takes on um, his his um, his bodyguard Ken Lo in a amazing fight in um in um in like oh, an industry like boiler room kind of area, and it's just um, I. Jaw dropping fight. Just, just just check it out. Just check it out. And for the more modern. Up to date version, I would say. Who am I? It's a film he who did. Am yeah, I? That's actually yeah. right. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, I would That's say who am I? Film, yeah, like another amazing boss fight. He takes on two fight two two guys. One's a heavy kicker. One's a heavy puncher. And and it ends with an amazing stunt at the end, but I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say any more of that. But those are the, those are films I would recommend, and that's the films we will all recommend if you get a chance to them. I highly recommend checking them out. And we'd like to know what you think as well. Damn straight. Definitely get back to us. No, 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 stop. Change my, change my mind. Not who am I? Dragons forever. Dragons forever. No, Dragons forever. No, <laughs> no, you said three. I can do all one. I can do all one. What's Dragons oh, forever and Wheels and Mills? Watch all of them. Oh my. Okay. On that note, before we have a complete meltdown and emails you individually with the with the entire back catalogue of Eastern Condors, Jack Chan's not in it, but Samo Hong, you'll be on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. At that point, I want to say thank you very much, guys, for listening. Um, I really hope that we uh, gave you some giggles, uh, gave you some laughs, and gave you some uh, education today. Uh, so, uh, big man, say yeah, say peace out. Peace out, ladies and gentlemen. Hope to see you soon. Bruv. No I still want to know. I still want to know about the porn. So with the porn, at that point, uh, and I'm saying peace out. Thank oh. you very much for listening. Uh, <laughs> and that's why we messed up. We're not Stay safe out there, people. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.